Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Season finale. Yes, we have made it, y'all. It always seems like it goes so fast, but... We have made it through to the end of season three, and we are joined by some very special guests this morning to weigh in on this season's hot topics. So we hope y'all enjoy it. So let's introduce our guests, shall we? Yes. So first I'll start with Miss Christy Brawley. I've known Miss Christy for, oh my goodness, maybe 15 plus years or so um, we are really good friends um, and she is um, in ministry at Word of Faith. She's a wife. She's a mother. Um, and Chrissy, do you want to tell everybody else what you do? Uh, I I'm over the membership development department at Word of Faith. Um, I'm also a real estate investor and a new YouTuber. (laughs) All right. Quite a lot going on. So it's always exciting. Well, welcome. This is the first time having Christy Brawley on the Becoming Eva podcast. So we're excited to have you on our show today. And then another fan favorite. My <laughs> sister, Stephanie Worthen. Stephanie, would you like to tell Becoming Eva audience about what you do? Just introduce yourself. Sure. I didn't get an intro like Christy, but that's okay. I can introduce myself. <laughs> There's love. There's love. <laughs> I love you, Stephanie. So, um, like Latoya mentioned, my name is Stephanie. Um, I have known her since birth and or since I was born I guess um (laughs) and I work in tech um I also own a candle business and I'm excited to um, be here yeah love it I love the entrepreneurial energy that's what I'm talking about good stuff well thank (laughs) y'all so much for joining us this morning so before we dive into just kind of reviewing some of the season's hot topics we have a new segment called What's Trending, where we kind of weigh in on some topics that have or current events, if you will, that have been on social media and in the headlines this week. So we got to talk a little bit about relationships um, first up, okay? And so there was an interesting post that happened earlier this week from Basketball Wives star Tammy Roman, or I should say former Basketball Wives star Tammy Roman, and there was a clip uh that was posted from an interview that she did on the reel which she eventually went and did a longer video on so i'll just kind of give you the backstory and then we can just kind of weigh in okay but long story short her husband is 17 years younger than her and when they got married she was in her mid to late 40s so they did not have any children together and i don't believe he has any children at all i don't think she does either if i'm not mistaken but all that to say they were attempting to have children, had several miscarriages, have been going through fertility treatments and have um, some eggs that they have stored. But in the clip from the reel, it sounded like she was basically giving her husband permission to go and have children outside of their marriage because she wanted him to basically be able to leave a legacy. So she did a longer video just kind of explaining where she was like, 
I didn't mean I want him to cheat on me, but I'm okay if he goes and finds a surrogate, you know, because I want him to have children. So just kind of want to get you all thoughts on like, you know, if that was ever a challenge or if, um, you know, if, if you found yourself in that situation, how open would you be to bringing in a third party to help grow your family? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, after having four kids and experiencing uh, delivery and labor, that's a very tempting offer. Oh, really? <laughs> oh wow. Don't have to jack my body up, you know. I did not know you were gonna go there. Wow. That's hilarious. I'm just, I'm just saying it is a lot of hard work on your body and then the postpartum and all that stuff. <laughs> but no, I would not do it. Uh if if my body could birth, you know, children, I would not be. <laughs> looking for a surrogate but um if I don't know if I was in that position Mm -hmm. and if it was a surrogate now when I first read it it did kind of come off like what you mean uh yeah Uh (laughs) I think that's why she went back because it was a longer video clear that up clean it up girl clean it up (laughs) clean it up because you know the other women were like huh exactly exactly But no, that's true. It does take a toll on your body. So, you know, I've, I've definitely heard that there's a benefit there. There's definitely a benefit there. Anyone else? Any other thoughts? When I, first read, it, when I first read it, I thought it sounded kind of crazy too, but you made it sound a little more civilized. So <laughs> with that in mind, if, if I were in that position, first of all, I would choose to adopt before I would do a surrogate situation. Okay. But if we had like my eggs and and of course my husband's sperm available, it would be awesome to be able to actually have our seed. Yeah. Um, so I would have to choose the surrogate and there will be no sex involved. So, <laughs> <laughs> in, in that case, I could definitely understand how mm-hmm. you would want to see your own seed if that's possible. Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. Stephanie, you got anything you wanna weigh in on? I mean, plus one to what Christy said, because when you described it, I was like, not a modern day Abraham and Sarah. What is that? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But I do think there are a lot of other ways to leave a legacy outside of just having children. So Mm -hmm. I would have to push you a little bit further on what that language means, because there is adoption. There are other ways to leave a legacy beyond just like children. Absolutely. Um, and so I think that deserves a longer conversation on what that means to like mm-hmm. be fruitful and like mm-hmm. how we as a society has kind of equated that with like motherhood or fatherhood. So those are my thoughts. Very good point. Very good point. That's a good point. But, you know, I think what she's saying is that her man is dissatisfied and that to him having a son means a legacy. So it's mm-hmm. like you have to choose between between satisfying your spouse and them like being forever like like I can't believe my wife is stripping me of this you know like it could breed resentment so that's another thing to think about that's true yeah very true and it's important to have those types of conversations and to be free enough to be honest if it's something you really want 
or if it's something you can live without because yeah, right. it's an important, important conversation. So, but awesome. Thank you ladies for weighing in. Mm-hmm. All right. Our second trending topic, the baby. He's actually been in the news a lot lately for a lot of different stuff, but most recently he's been in the news with the mother of his three month old child. Basically there was a, um, a live altercation, if you will, on IG live where he basically was um, seen telling her to get out of his, one of his homes, basically like, and I think she was under the impression that they were still together and that, you know, that's why she was staying there. But he was like, uh, I want you out of my space and you just a baby mama. And it was just a lot. So for them to have a three month old and him be like, I need you to get up out and leave. Like, do you think like, I know they're not married, but again, baby mother, three month old, like, what do you think those boundaries and those, you know, how supportive should you be of the mother of your child, even if you aren't married? Like, do you think that was right, wrong? There were grounds for it? Like, what type of boundaries should be in place when you're dealing with baby mamas and baby daddies and children? With the hormones going through her body at three months, <laughs> three months postpartum, he should be very afraid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he can never do something like that. Three I just want three months ago. <laughs> that's not the move. That's not the move. Now we always have to ask, what's the other side of the story? Did of course. She, did she pull something crazy? Did she cheat on him? Did she pull out a knife to try to stab him? <laughs> you know, what, yeah. what happened that made him say, get out my house? But if she didn't do something outrageous and he was just being malicious, then, I mean, that's completely unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. The three-month-old is kind of what's getting me. Like, you know, if you have some older children and, you know, we've established we're not together and you doing your thing and I'm doing my thing. You know, I would, I would hope he would make sure she's supported and the children are taken care of. But as far as you staying in my home and, you know, but the three month old, that's a little rough. Cause I'm like, the baby's young and for the child to be that young, it means y'all have been in a relationship pretty recently. So the lines may be blurred, even as far as what those expectations are, like it's a little messy. Right. uh, I was going to say, but even if you're not going to be in a relationship, there has to be respect. There has Mm -hmm. to be mutual respect if you're going to have a productive partnership as parents. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyone else? I was just going to point out, but it's best to, you know, seal the deal and get that ring (laughs) and get married. (laughs) Before you you know, before popping out babies, because (laughs) they don't have a like a commitment, you know, per se, um, that's legal. Facts. (laughs) So it's very important to try to get 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 married before, you know, taking that that step in the intimacy department. Absolutely. Make sure you know who you having babies with. (laughs) Yes. Very true. Very true. Good stuff, ladies. Anyone else want to weigh in before we dive into sound our first sound off? All right. Well, Toya, take us on into sound off number one. 
All right, sound off. We talk about body image um, this season on Becoming Eva, and we want to get your thoughts and opinions on if you've ever struggled with body image and why did you struggle with body image? Stephanie, you want to go first or me? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all might not be struggling. Is anybody struggling? I know I do, but do do either of y'all struggle? I already have mine in my mind, but I was trying to (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I would say maybe like wrestle with body image. And I think that everybody to some extent at some point in your life has seen images or been in a group where you started to question something about yourself and I think the older I get it's more so like body images with past versions of myself as opposed Mm -hmm. to like comparing to other people and I think a lot of that is just like accepting and realizing that your body changes as you age um and so at one point in my life, you know, I wanted to have hair like my sister, easy wash and go style hair, hair that was really long and what have you. And I've just like come to realize like, that is not my texture. Like I have to find what works for me and like whatever, whatever. So I think as you grow, maybe your insecurities kind of fluctuate around your body. And that has definitely been true for me. How did you get to a place where you were like, okay, let me embrace what I have instead of looking at what I don't have it's it was a long journey like I I think when the whole like natural hair movement became super popular like mid 2000s mm-hmm. everyone had like this idea of like oh you just like put water in it and put some mousse and like you should go and I realized like these wash and goes are not working for me my hair <laughs> is getting tangled like every time I go in I'm having to cut more So I don't really think it was like an intentional desire to like love Mm -hmm. my texture more. It was more so like, I got to find something that works for me so that I can like leave the house feeling comfortable and not like I look like, you know, not put together type of thing. So it was more like a drive to find something that worked for me. And then over time, I think the love for my texture grew as I found styles that worked for me, if that makes sense. And I really uh, appreciate it. you know, the relationship me and Stephanie had with our hair uh, as we were going natural because I was giving her all kinds of bad advice because (laughs) I didn't really understand the differences in hair textures. And I was like, like, you know, I just do this, just, you know, wet it and put some leave-in conditioning and, you know, and then go. And it wasn't working for her. And I just think um, now that I have three girls with three different hair textures Mm. I'm very intentional at uplifting each one of them and of course using different products for their hair because um one has hair texture similar to their auntie stephanie and you know (laughs) one has hair texture that is very fine and you know one has like kind of like my hair texture so you know, I just want to make sure that I'm building up, you know, their self-esteem at an early age and helping them to really learn to love their hair so that they don't compare themselves to their sisters. Even though I catch them all the time, like, I want my hair to look like Mariah's. I want mine to look like Layla's. They all say that. Like, they want their hairstyles to look like the other ones. I'm like, "Mm, that doesn't quite work for you, but this is cute, you know, so... I, I really appreciate that experience with Stephanie. 
And isn't it interesting that they all want hair like the other person, meaning no one is like, I love my hair. Like Mm -hmm. there's always going to be that, okay, but their hair looks different than mine or I want something that I don't have. So really trying to cultivate that at an early age. That's awesome. That is awesome. Wow. Mm -hmm. Christy, anything you want to share on body image? Yeah, I was actually, I just had a conversation with a friend about this yesterday, actually, because she was talking about like, you know, trying like the opposite side of the weight spectrum. Like we talk more about like those that are overweight and subconscious about that, but we don't really talk about black women in our community who are skinny and who are self-conscious about that because thickness is celebrated in the African-American community. And I was telling her about how great she looks and about how, and then I started to share my story about how when I was about 14 years old, then it became a thing for me because a friend of mine, actually my best friend at that time, she felt that she was overweight and I was constantly encouraging her because she would go days starving herself, eating nothing but an apple, trying to lose weight. And I would tell her, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you know, your body is beautiful. And then one day she decided that it may make her feel better to tear me down instead. So she started wow. saying, oh, you're cute, pretty, but not fine, pretty because you're too skinny or you can't wear a what, what made you think you could wear a wrap dress because you don't have hips or your thighs don't even touch. Mm-hmm. And she would say these things to me. So being the friend that I talked to on the phone every single day, she shaped my body image as a teenager. Mm. And I started to hate how small I was. And I started to overeat, like stuff myself to my stomach hurt, just trying to gain weight. And I thought that way for years, that thickness is best. And I won't be fine. I won't be fine until I'm (laughs) (laughs) so like that did not shift for me until I was in my twenties. Mm. And then I was like, I, I made a vow to myself that once I graduate college, I'm going to focus a hundred percent on health and health alone. And I said, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise five times a week. And I committed to that. And I did that. And then I really loved and embraced just the most fit version of myself. And that's what I embrace to this day is not being a certain size, but just being the most fit and healthy version of me. Um, But I used to stress about even tiny flaws, imperfections of skin, like stretch marks used to like bother me. And it's like, well, the women on TV don't have that. And it's like, you know, well, their skin is airbrushed, you know, where they're edited. And I mean, it, it, it used to make me like, I used to feel so imperfect and like, you know, is, and I was saving myself. So I was like, you know, is my husband going to think I'm less pretty once he discovers all my imperfections and that stuff used to eat me alive. And, and then when I got married, I realized that he didn't even notice the things I was beating myself up over. And, and from that point forward, like I completely forgot that I had those issues because I realized that I blew these things up in my own mind. And when it comes down to it, honestly, my first revelation about self-esteem as a teenager was when I realized that it had really nothing to do with what I looked like. Cause I used to think, I used to think I was ugly for years. Mm. 
even though people would say, oh, you're so cute, even from a child, but I didn't believe that. So that's why I understand when I tell other women that they're beautiful and they don't believe me because I used to be there. But one day when I got this revelation that it's really about my self-worth, not about what I look like. And when I understand what I'm worth, then I don't beat myself up over the cosmetic things. And, yeah. and really just understanding that I'm valuable. I'm valuable and I'm precious in God's sight. So self-esteem is a major struggle for, I, I believe everyone struggles with it at some point or another. And you may struggle at different points and different seasons in life as you change. But then just coming back to, you know what, even after just having a baby and I got, you know, extra weight, extra skin, I got more stretch marks, you know, I got all this going on, but I'm valuable. But what a miracle that I was able to do this, you know, yeah. just focusing on who we are in God at the end of the day. That is awesome. You have so many different nuggets in just sharing your story. And I just wanted to touch on a couple of things. I mean, first of all, you're, you're, you know, just bringing up the other end of the spectrum, as far as, you know, those that we talk about those that may struggle with weight or, or being thick, but then also on the other end of the spectrum, um, you know, those that may find themselves or consider themselves to be too small or too skinny, you know, I have, a great friend from college that, um, you know, was very thin when we were in um, college. And I think I called her skinny one day and she was like, I don't like it when you call me skinny. Like that is offensive to me. And it didn't dawn on me that for some women being called skinny is equivalent to being called fat. Like, mm -hmm. like it's that, that word is offensive. And it really didn't dawn on me because I'm in my own world trying to, trying to be skinny. <laughs> so it was like, oh snap, like you don't think about that. So really paying attention to that aspect as well. And then also too, how we can sometimes have tendencies to tear other people down in order to feel better about ourselves. Like that mm -hmm. I feel is a, a, a very, um, easy habit or easy go-to, I should say, for women that may find themselves struggling with body image or self-image because it's the only way that they know how to make them feel better about themselves. But I was going to ask you when you can't, you know, kind of drilled it all the way down to just as far as um, self-esteem and knowing your value and knowing your worth, how did you get to that place? And how do you reinforce your value and your worth so that you don't fall prey to comparing yourself to other people or not um, embracing who you are and who God created you to be? Mm, that's an excellent question. Um, the funny part is that my aha moment came, um, the Lord used my twin sister and we used to struggle in a lot of the same ways. And one day she was reading a different version of the Bible. And at the back, it had like, a list of sins broken down and one of them low self-esteem she was like girl did you know that was a sin I was like, no I didn't know that so we started diving into the word about who God says we are mm. and when we got that revelation of who God says that I am then we realized that it was wrong to continue to tear ourselves down in the way that we were doing and mm. I, I believe that even though I still struggled with some cosmetic um, imperfections that my self-worth, I never attacked my self-worth in the same way after that moment. 
because mm. I began to really uh, look at my maker and say, I cannot insult my maker by insulting his creation. Yeah. And so, I mean, there, there may always be things that we wish that we could change about ourselves, even though, um, honestly, I think that even when you meet the right person and the way that they can celebrate you can help you to build confidence and just to realize how silly some of those things are that you were beating yeah. yourself up about. Because honestly, women nitpick ourselves more than men nitpick us. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we need men that look more so at the big picture, like you're beautiful. Like, what are you talking about? What do you yeah. see? You know, so I feel like even since being married, like I literally don't even see some of the things that I used to, you know, complain about, but like when we really, and I also have confessions written down. And so, um, I'm, I'm saying like, you know, I am a virtuous woman of God. I am wise. I'm strong. I am joyful. I am positive, you know, speaking those things to help to reaffirm my identity, especially if I ever feel my headspace starting to shift in a negative yeah. way. That is good. The word of God is powerful. And it, it just reminds me of how we're to renew our mind with it and speak, speak his word over us until we can actually begin to apply it and embrace it for ourselves. So right. thank you. Good great, stuff, y'all. Great tips on how to overcome those struggles with your body image. Great mm -hmm. tips. All mm -hmm. right. Sound off topic number two. So we had two episodes on Becoming Eva this season. One episode, we focused on what women want. And then another episode, we had some men come on our show and they talked about what men want. So you can answer this question based on um, when you were in the dating world or if you're currently in the dating world um what were your biggest things that you were looking for when you were dating or what are some of your biggest things that you look for um in the person that you're dating what are some of your non-negotiables stephanie i know everybody <laughs> wants me to go first all eyes on you girl <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I did listen to um, some of the men, the guests that you all had on your previous show talk about what was important to them. <laughs> and while it may be true for them, I just find it very funny that attractiveness is high on all of their list. Um, and I think there's very different perceptions of like what women categorize or think is like attractive versus what they were traditionally describing because like let's be honest their hairlines side to slide back they start gaining weight like let's just be real looks fade and I think when women think of attractiveness there's other characteristics besides just like the physical things that we care about um so I will say attractiveness is not at the top of my list I think first and foremost at the top of my list is I personally find it really attractive when a man loves God like above and beyond everything else because I think that ultimately floods into all areas of your life, like how you treat people, how you like see struggles when they come your way. And those are like definitely a promise that will happen in your life. So that's number one. Um, I think integrity is another big one. So someone, I think it was 
I don't remember who said it on the show, but they said like, they like to take women to church as their first date or something. <laughs> and my, I like to take, like one of the things that I love to do when I'm dating someone that they like to go to the grocery store because I want to see, are you the type of person who puts the cart away or do you leave it by your car? Like what, oh, <laughs> what wow. do you have integrity or <laughs> do you just no. like think no Holy. one's watching so you can just wait for whoever's job it is to come do it. So integrity is high on my list because I think if you have the integrity to like act your character when you think no one's watching that ultimately is a tell of like how you will act when the lights fade away and the the, the wedding is done and struggles come so that's important to me I also think it's important to for me at least to be with someone who's resourceful um, because I think just in my own life like I've seen how my character can change when I've like lost a job or when I didn't get the job that I wanted or whatever. And like, how can you pull resources or like be unconventional in those areas? Um, and then someone who's ambitious. Like, I don't think that I have this like tote of, you need to have your life X, Y, and Z or do X, Y, and Z, but someone who like intentionally sets goals for themselves and is trying to progress and not just stay stagnant. So that's kind of my list. Hey, Ryan said, my bad, sis. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say, but I was like, I'm pretty sure Ryan said That's that. That's hilarious. <laughs> because I think it's important. Like anybody can play church. Like just because you're, I, I, my favorite quote is like, just because you're sitting in a garage doesn't make you a car. Like just because oh. you're going to church doesn't make, make it. It's not apparent that you have a relationship with Christ. So those are my thoughts. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Christy, what was on your list before you got married? First, can I respond to Stephanie? I heard her trying to uh, sneak this to guys. <laughs> I heard that. I'm just saying, <laughs> traditional physical attractiveness fades. So it's not at but the top of my list. <laughs> I would have to agree with you that that's not at the top of mine either. That was That never was. And I even used to tell my friends that as long as he's attractive to me, he doesn't have to be a generally attractive guy. Um, mm -hmm. at very top of my list was confidence and leadership mm -hmm. and integrity. those are the top three things literally I had written at the top of my list and it needed to be someone that I could trust that was very very loyal so I didn't care how cute you were I need to be able to trust you um, I don't care if you can spit all this good game. In fact, that turns me off even more because I say you have too much practice. You've been talking to too many women. Hey, <laughs> I need someone with character. Mm -hmm. So I was never attracted to like the traditionally um, pretty boy types or the type that everybody was like, oh, he's fine. I want to, that was never me. Um, but I would also say that women and men are wired differently. So I wouldn't call that shallow. I would call it natural um, because men, they are very visual in general. Like my husband is like, the bigger the TV, the better. I'm like, I can watch the movie just the same on a screen that is like normal size. It doesn't have to take up the whole wall. But like <laughs> men, they like, they are so visual that it really is a primary like sense for them yeah. for us like what we hear is more primary for us uh -huh. so like but our natural need is to feel secure that's why we like men that are resourceful Stephanie because like mm -hmm. I want you to be able to come through and take care of things that's why we are perturbed if a man is irresponsible you know, we are attracted to, we are attracted to confidence because confidence gives off the air that I can take care of us. Yeah. I can 
that if you bear our children, or even if it's just the two of us, baby, I'm never going to let you go cold and hungry. Amen. Like that is what women are naturally attracted to. So it, it does make sense. But, but what I will also point out is that men are all different, just like women are all different. So they find different things attractive. Like I, I noticed that um, one of my husband's friends, he was saying that he wanted like the type of, of girl physically that he heard my husband describe that he wanted. And I told my husband, I said, I, tell, I can tell you that's not what he wants. He's, he's hearing, he's hearing other people say they want that, but that's not what he wants. What he really wants, like, you know, my husband liked, you know, all petite. I said, what your friend wants, he wants a woman that's busty, that's thick, that's real curvy. He likes a woman that's brown skinned. And I told him that that is the type that I see him looking at. I know that's what he wants. He just got engaged and his woman is beautiful. She's chocolate. She's thick she's busty she's curvy and he is head over heels so like men like all different types of beauty they like beauty that's thick and voluptuous they like beauty that's small and athletic they like chocolate they like vanilla they like the the kinky hair and the long hair they like all different types of beauty and you have to think about where we came from i mean our roots are in africa some of us are are naturally attracted to that more innate like African looking beauty. And then some of us are attracted to something that's more European looking. So because we're all so different and have so many different tastes, um, then even though the media shows this one type of beauty, that's not what men are look. They're not all looking for that type of beauty. Yeah, it's not. So the, it really is amazing how like sometimes women will think that because a man says that being attractive is so important that he's looking for this cookie cutter thing that the media shows us that model, but that's not what they're all looking for. And yeah. they'll look at someone that looks totally different, but she takes care of herself and she's confident. And he's like, oh, that's my type right there. You know? So yeah, but that's what my my answer is very similar to stephanie's in what i'm looking for you know what i was looking for that that god blessed me to find was someone that's a strong leader that's confident that has character that i can trust for the long haul amen and that's yeah. just i ain't gonna be with nobody working at mcdonald's and you just aspire to be manager of mcdonald's <laughs> you know but you know us building together building <laughs> Now, Christy, now, you know, I know attractiveness was not on your list, but you was not going to date somebody that you, that was not cute. I know, Christy. I had had two stipulations. Now, I had only two. Go ahead, wait. Yeah, be honest. Oh, 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 okay. I I did not want someone that was shorter than me. I knew height was going to be in there. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, because that, that's another thing I used to be insecure about was being tall and wearing heels. So I was like, he has to be, he has to be taller than me with my heels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not too hard. I'm only five, six, not too hard. And then the other one was that because I'm a very athletic person, I wanted someone who also took care of their health and they were athletic. So those are two very simple things that I was looking for. I could not be with no couch potato and I'm going to the gym every day. <laughs> that's. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about this 
equally yoked, if you will. Right, right. Let's talk about this hype piece because that did come up when the men were talking and they really want to know what is the deal with hype. I have some thoughts, but I would love to hear you all. It's like, what, what is the deal with wanting to be with someone that is taller than you? I want to hear Toya's thoughts on this. Me and Christy have been answering all the questions. Let's hear your <laughs> Because I gave my opinions when we did the episode. So we really want to hear your thoughts. Let's go. You go first. Refresh our memories. <laughs> For the height thing, that really wasn't a, a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well... <laughs> I don't be honest I, be honest <laughs> I don't think I would have been attracted to somebody that was shorter than me because I'm so tall I'm 5'8 and you know I do like to wear heels sometimes so if I'm already tall without heels <laughs> and you're like shorter than me and then if I want to wear heels like I don't want to be confined to wearing flats all the time you know to make you feel better about your you know about being with me in public you know so it wasn't on my list but I wasn't looking for it I guess but I'm I'm thankful that Ryan is tall and I can wear heels um <laughs> I am thankful for that and Ryan said he wanted someone um that was tall because he wanted his kids to not struggle <laughs> with height stuff so that's hilarious I think I think I think my uh I think Rylas slayed it to be really tall though because now that I'm getting to know my McCant side of the family the women are extremely tall on that side of the family I think my dad is considered the shortest person and he's only like six two or three and then everyone else taller than he is so I'm like oh my goodness I don't want them to struggle with um you know the height thing too because I definitely think Riley's gonna be pretty tall um because she's tall for an eight-year-old everyone has always thought she was older (laughs) than what she actually was but I don't want her to struggle with that when she starts dating Mm -hmm. um you know trying to find someone that feels confident enough to date somebody that is tall but you know another thing is that sometimes we we think about what what boys say they want mm. in high school and what boys say they want in high school is really short girls everyone mm. says no matter how tall they are or short they are they all want the really short girl with the big booty but then <laughs> as, as as they become men and as they mature they start understanding what they want outside of what everybody else told them that they should want Mm -hmm. and then like I mean by the time my husband was in college he said he wanted a woman between five six and five nine and when he was in high school he said he wanted a woman that was really short so they 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 don't even know what they want in high school and that's all right because most people aren't looking to get married in high school anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know sometimes women are because we mature faster then we may be a little more aware of what we want as teenagers mm-hmm. most of us not but some of us do um, but a lot of times we shouldn't get concerned because we don't fit the mold of what everyone says they want when we're teenagers yeah because 
they they grow they mature from that but the truth is that men also like women of all different heights some men will always love really short women and some men some men even some short men they love tall women they prefer tall women yeah so if there's a tall woman that doesn't mind being with a short man he'll make somebody she'll make somebody one man short man very happy yeah that's very true that's very true I I think height is like very much like everything. Like most people don't want to be too skinny or too fat. You want to fall in the middle. And it's the same with like height. Like most women don't care to like be dating someone or they themselves be too short or too tall. Like everybody wants this like middle spectrum, but Mm -hmm. you'll find someone at at any spectrum um, who will love you is my thought. Thank God. Because I definitely don't meet this five, 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 six (laughs) bar that y'all are saying y'all husbands want. Now I'm. I, I don't know that Stephanie? Let's discuss. Let's save that for another episode. No, I'm not. I'm not going okay, to. Okay, well, let me weigh in. <laughs> As I have been thinking more and more about this question about why a lot of women want men that are taller than them, it really made me think about just like kind of what we were talking about earlier, our need for security and protection. Right. And I think sometimes exactly. we associate height with that. Where it's like, you know, I know that they got me physically if they're taller than me, you know. And then too, from a spiritual aspect, I think about submission and like how, like, you know, like I think about um, how the mom whose son outgrows her and she's like, if I have to stand on this chair and tell you what to do, I will do it. Like, (laughs) I'm always like, okay, so if I'm supposed to submit to this man, like, and he's shorter than me, like, am I going to have to sit down in order to like properly receive Uh. this? Like, like seriously, like that realm of submission is like, okay, I really need to be able to receive from this man. And so I think height sometimes, at least for me, plays into that as well, where it's like, I really need to be able to receive from this man if if I'm supposed to submit to him. So, just that's, saying. That's hilarious. I'm just saying. That's actually an excellent point. I agree 100%. And I was already thinking that, that it's, it is a matter of security, but I don't want any woman thinking that she should respect a man less because he is shorter. Absolutely. Sometimes we just have to acknowledge that this is why I'm attracted to this, but I shouldn't have to be limited to that. Now, that's if that's like super important to you, then okay. But like, don't make it important to you just because it's important to other people. Yeah, but it, it is true that that's why naturally we're attracted to that. That's why some women don't mind a man that may be a little shorter, but really buff mm-hmm. because he still makes me feel secure. He still, I still look feminine and small in comparison to him. So I think that we like feeling feminine in comparison to our man. So that's why we like to be a little shorter than him. We like to be a little smaller than him. So if he has big muscles or he's tall, then it's, it's comes off as masculine and makes us feel secure, but those physical things are not really what makes, what gives a man respect or makes him respectable. Yeah. That's very true because I'm, I'm definitely bigger than Ryan, like weight wise. Um, but I still submit to him, you know, he's still out of the house. Um, you know, so I definitely, definitely, um, think that it's related to how you perceive your husband Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, y'all, before we close out this sound off, I do just want everyone to weigh in on just tips or advice or words of wisdom that you would give to women that are waiting on Mr. Right. Anything? I would say to make sure that you are Mrs. Right first, mm. working out in yourself the things that you know that the Holy Spirit has been dealing with you about. So if it's baggage from the past, because there's a certain guy you still can't get over, or if it's that you're waiting for a man to validate you and you have not really become fully content in who God is, fully satisfied in God, the truth is that a man will not make you happy, just mm -hmm. like a, a house can't make you happy. Um, those things are temporary and you will be even lonelier in a relationship if you yeah. still don't know who you are and you're still looking for a man to satisfy you in ways that he was not designed to satisfy mm -hmm. because only God can fill the God-shaped void. Amen. So first becoming Mrs. Right and evaluating yourself to see what things do I need to change so that I'm even in a position to be ready to submit my life to another. And I know that people don't like that word, but when we think about the fact that Jesus submitted himself to the father, and if Jesus being God himself can submit his will to God, the father and say, Lord, I don't want to do this, but if it be your will, then your will be done. That's what submission is. And submission is painful sometimes because it does involve us sacrificing our will sometimes, but it ultimately makes us more like Christ. And it, 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 in the right context, it is a beautiful demonstration of love and of commitment. And it should be a reflection of what Jesus being the head marrying the bride of Christ looks like that submission, our submission to the Lord, that's what that should look like. So when you marry a man that is submitted to God, and that's a man of character, he should not abuse the fact that he is the head of the household. And that's nothing we should envy either, because that's a weight that they were called to carry. That's a responsibility. That means that when things go wrong, it's on the Lord's holding you accountable. So wow. it's not that we are less capable or less competent or less intelligent it's just that we play different roles mm -hmm. like, like the vice president may might be more intelligent than the president but they still have a certain order and roles to play so it's important that we even analyze ourselves and that we that we ask ourselves am i willing to let go am i ready to let go of my own selfishness because you, you're not ready to be in a relationship with anyone if you're still uh, so stuck on your way that mm. you don't want to let that go to do things another person's way. Sometimes both people are going to have to adjust. Yeah. And one thing that I um, really admire about LaToya and how she prepared herself for marriage, because me and LaToya... We, we, we was kicking it back when she was, you know, dang somebody else before. That was not Mr. White. We thought he was at first. But one thing that, that I went, when she, after that relationship, before she met Ryan, she said, I really want a man that's going to be able to take the lead in our relationship. Amen. I really want someone that's going to be head of the household. I don't want to have to micromanage. I don't want to be his mama. I, I want someone that I can respect to be the head. And I said, well, girl, you know what that means now? <laughs> that means you're going to have to get yourself together and stop being princess sometimes and, you know, having your little errand boy at your beck and call. 
you know, wow. she said, you know, I'm ready and willing to do that, Amen. to make adjustments in myself. And when I tell y'all Latoya prepared herself. And so when the Lord sent her husband, who was confident in his identity in Christ, who is a leader, who knows who he is, Latoya was ready for that man. And things were not always as easy as they were with the one before, you know, doing everything she wanted, going out and getting her ice cream. You know, he put on the wow. ice cream, all time of stuff but she got someone that she respects someone she admires someone that she feels confident following and she is ultimately so much happier and building such a beautiful family the way that god intended but she did something most women are not willing to do she prepared her own self for mm. being the, the virtuous wife that that type of man is looking for Amen. Oh, this we getting a scoop this morning. Get wow, Christy. <laughs> I didn't know we were spilling beans like that on today's episode. I love I was, it. I, I was giving you props, Latoya. I was giving you props because I feel like Black women everywhere, women everywhere need to learn from what you did. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you, I appreciate it, but I didn't know you were going to put me on blast today. I'm, <laughs> Thank just, you so I'm just, I'm just saying you did the doggone thing, Latoya, and you didn't just talk about it. You was being about it. Mm. And that's why you were able to get blessed. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's so real. Cause a lot of, a lot of people aren't even self-aware to the extent to be able to do that. And then when they do become self-aware, they're not willing. So I feel like you position yourself to be blessed. Mm. Like because you positioned yourself, you were able to receive that blessing. And so many women are not able to receive that because they are still stuck in their own way. And that type of man, the type of man you have, they're not, he, he wasn't looking for the old Latoya. He was looking for the virtuous wife, new Latoya that said, this is the type of man that I want. And I know Amen. I can be that type of woman he's looking for. Amen. Gosh, that reminds me, we did uh, a react video to Sierra's prayer on Summer Walker's newest album. I don't know if y'all heard anything about the buzz with that, but you know, for the longest, it's like, what type of prayer did Sierra pray in order to get Russell? And so she actually recorded a track of that prayer on Summer Walker's latest album. And so we weighed in on it. And that really was what we were talking about, how a lot of women want a certain type of man, but aren't willing to prepare themselves for that man, you know, and especially in the day and age that we live in now where, you know, every woman wants to be a boss, wants to be independent, wants to, you know, do her thing and hang with her girls. But then at the same time, she wants a man that can take care of her, that will take the lead and can be strong, but it's like, okay, are you willing to position yourself to receive from a man like that? Because you can't be out with your girls all the time. If you want a man like that, you got to be willing to submit and surrender to the overall vision and plan of your marriage. If you want a man like that. So what does it mean? And what does it look like for you as a person to be prepared to receive the man that you want? So, and I'll I'll put myself out there too, Latoya. I felt like the Holy spirit, when he was speaking to me that he was preparing my husband for me, he told me I wasn't ready. And he told me that I was holding on to the baggage from my previous relationship, my previous engagement, that long relationship that Latoya told me to get out of. But wait a minute now. But wait a minute now. But 
<laughs> and I asked the, I asked the Lord, I was like, well, how do I get ready? Like, you know, I already, I thought I did what you told me to do. And he told me that you're still holding on to the memories. Like you still like reminisce about it. Sometimes you still make a lot of comparisons in your mind. And so the Lord was telling me, stop thinking about it. And I was like, well, how do I do that? Cause I'm not even aware that I'm thinking about it that much. And he said, every time that the thought comes to your mind, anything from that past relationship, I just want you to start praising me. So then mm. I was like, I'm praising the Lord all day long, dang. And I started becoming <laughs> aware of just how much I thought about the past. And then I started like really being able to cleanse myself and let go of that. So it like, I feel like my past could have stood in the way of my future. And until I got myself together, the Lord reserved him until I was ready. Amen. Wow. Well, I hope your ex isn't watching. <laughs> episode well this is a women's podcast so i seriously doubt that i mean what can he do you didn't move out child new husband and baby i mean it is what it is now oh he's like uh uh-oh toya toya but latoya has a strong prophetic gift so it doesn't mean i don't like this person like latoya is very discerning of what the will of god is amen that's awesome Wow, y'all. Okay. Well, we might have to shorten up sound offs three and four. We kind of delve into relationship goals, but let's let's talk a little bit about um, that before we move into our final one. Is there anything else you want to talk through specifically for relationship goals, Toya? No, Stephanie, did you want to add anything? You've been very quiet over there. I don't have, I don't, I'm not married. I don't have any advice yet. So <laughs> as, you're again, after. <laughs> as you're preparing, is there anything that you want to share that you're doing to work on yourself in particular? I mean, I think plus one to everything that has been said. Um, I think for me, it's also like, just get out of your head and like live your life and, and not focus on that hundred percent of the time. I think mm-hmm. It can be difficult when you like are starting to get older and you're like, God, I know you're the author of time, but like the clock is still ticking. So just like live your life. And like, I think for me, the biggest thing is like learning from the marriages that I do see. Um, I Mm. think marriage looks a lot uh, very different depending on um, who it is that God has put in a union. So just being cognizant, but also just learning to like live your life while you have it. Like, it's nice to not be married right now. I love living by myself. I don't have any kids waking me up at 6 a.m. Give them back to their mom when they need a diaper change. (laughs) Amen. Just live your life and appreciate the season that you're in. But I think that that's much easier said than done. And so just doing the work that um, you have to do before then is important too. So like seeking therapy and like just and find the things that you do enjoy and, and spend your time on that instead of always thinking about like, when is it going to be my turn? When am I going to be, you know, the wife instead of the bridesmaid? Just live. So those are my thoughts. Very good. Very good. Yeah. I do want to um, ask for um, the relationships goal sound off. Um, we spent during that episode, not only talking about um, healthy dating and marriage relationships, but the importance of healthy friendships. And I think Stephanie, you actually had suggested this topic during our um, summer book club, like really just talking about the importance of friendships, especially in this day and age. I think, you know, given the state of our world and just you know, the importance of mental health these days. Like, I think everyone is really leaning into their friendships now more than ever and just realizing how important they are in every stage of life. So I would love for you all to just share 
um, your thoughts on how to cultivate healthy friendships. And you can talk about it with any in, in any spectrum. It could be, you know, regarding your female friends. It could be with friendship within your marriage. We talked about the importance of having that as a foundation, but just the importance of having and cultivating healthy friendships in your life. Does anyone have anything they want to share or weigh in on that? I'll say... I'll speak to Chrissy since, you know, she's kind of gave you guys a little background information (laughs) of our friendship timeline. Um, I would say it's very important to be loyal, to be honest, um, even when sometimes the truth may hurt. Uh, We have both been very honest with each other over the years um, as it relates to different relationships that we have been, we have been there for each other through um, breakups, uh, marriage, <laughs> marriage, kids. It's been a long, long, long friendship. Um, and I know that, I know she kind of alluded to uh, me, <laughs> me telling her about a certain someone that she was dating and I was giving her some, some things that, you know, was on my heart. Um, and I know it was not, received well at the time when I I think I tried to tell her um she was like you know that's my man you know I'm gonna stand up for my man man." y'all are cracking me up (laughs) and I'm paraphrasing I'm paraphrasing and I was like well lord you know (laughs) you know she was defending her man and I was like okay do you baby if you love him I like him you know do you um and I was wow. like, well, God, you know, I was obedient. I, I told her what you kind of laid in my heart to tell her. Um, you're going to have to send somebody else to tell her. Um, and he did, um, you know, without putting all, all your business out there. And he did. And, you know, I was like, thank you, Lord. Um, because I know, you know, marriage is a big deal. Um, yeah, but yeah. I definitely think you have to be honest, even when the truth hurts. Um, be there for them, cry with them. We've cried together. We've prayed together. Just be there um, for your friends and then celebrate, celebrate um, the good things in their life um, for sure. Um, And I would say for Stephanie, um, we have a kind of a a big age gap uh, between me and her. Um, So, you know, when I was in college, I think you were maybe middle school still, or maybe getting ready to start high school, somewhere around there. Um, But um, we were in different seasons of our life. And as she grew up, um, our relationship grew stronger because I was like, oh, we can relate now. We can talk about boys. We can talk about school. We can talk about different things. But I think it's uh, very important to also cultivate a healthy relationship with your siblings as well. Um, I feel very close to Stephanie. Um, she's I'm her day one since I was there, since she was born. Um, <laughs> she doesn't always like my... Um, opinions when I I do try to you know give her some little thoughts and feedback on some relationship things and I know it's you know it's it's hard to receive um sometimes feedback when when someone from the outside looking in can see something that uh you may not see um but for me I once in hindsight I've really appreciated um 
the feedback that I was able to receive um, from people, mentors or people older than me that could see things that I could not see. Um, so I do try to do that, even though sometimes it's hard. And I know, I know sometimes she hates me for like every time you, I tell you to pray about some somebody, <laughs> we break up and I'm like, ah! she's never going to tell me anything (laughs) but you know I just still try to be obedient because I want the best for her amen wow Stephanie better listen to your big sister I mean don't let her fool you I I give her feedback that she doesn't like sometimes too so it goes both ways don't let her don't let her fool y'all y'all are funny (laughs) that's love that's love good stuff all right anything else before we wrap up with our last sound off I would just say to be very intentional uh, to invest in relationships um, through every life stage, because sometimes when you get really busy, it could be, you know, husband, kids, new job, whatever. Sometimes we can like neglect those relationships. And I feel like one reason that me and Latoya were able to stay in contact so long is, you know, putting things on the calendar um, like I remember sometimes Latoya would come by my office and after we chat, she'd be like, okay, when is the next time? And we would like actually schedule when we're going to get together, mm-hmm. um, and like schedule, like celebrating our birthdays together every year. And just like making sure that we, that we are intentional because mm-hmm. the older that you get, the more intentional you have to be to invest in relationship. Otherwise yeah. one day you'll look up. And you'll be like, I ain't got no friends <laughs> because you did not invest in people. And yeah. so at the end of the day, relationships are the essence of life. And they're more important than any job, than any other opportunity is relationships. Very good. Yeah, that intentionality is super important. I know I have, I kind of call them like quarterly friends where, I, I mean, we life is life, but we have either marathon meetings or calls or whatever, you know, where we just catch up and it's like, we never missed a beat, but we're intentional about, like you're saying, if it's putting something on the calendar or reaching out and calling and talking, because, you know, you can text here or there, or you can, you know, chat here or there, but to really have that time to download and to just really connect, you have to be intentional about putting something on the calendar, reaching out and saying, hey, let's get together. So very good. Good stuff, y'all. All right. Sound off number four. Let's do it. All right. We're going to keep this sound off brief. <laughs> uh, sound off number four, dollars and cents. So we had an episode on Becoming Eva where we had a professor from Spelman, um, Sun I, and she came and she gave us all kinds of uh, money hacks and tips and different things like that. Um, so if everyone wants to just share a short strategy or tip of what you do to use or save money and, you know, budget, budget-wise. You could talk about it as it relates to um, the holiday season or just anything financial. Silence. Crickets. Oh, I was letting Stephanie go first as always. Of course. Y'all are funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think my biggest thing is like just plan for it. Um, I think it's really important to 
save more than you spend and you can't do that unless you have a plan. And I think that's my biggest tip. I really liked her episode talking about investing for the future and planning for X, Y, and Z. And I think at certain points in your life that can be easier um, than other points. Like I don't have a lot of other like financial responsibilities right now. So I take this as an opportunity to plan for in the future when I, when my money has to stretch maybe a little bit further. So um, I try to be really intentional, like every time I get paid, dividing my money up into categories of like wants, needs, and savings. And so my wants should not exceed 30% of my income. My needs should not exceed 50%. So that's like the rent that I have to pay or like my cell phone bill. And then the other 20% is savings. Um, and so just figuring out how different items in my life can fit into that. So like tithing goes into my wants because that's something that I want to do to honor God. So, okay, that means I've got 20% of my budget left if I want to go out to eat or even on the topic of like friendship. I think as someone who has experienced love, it's important to help other people to know love. So like buying your friends flowers or whatever that might look like, I build that into my budget. Or if I know, hey, I have this many birthday dinners this month, I need to like eat in a little bit more on my own so that I can budget for if I want to pay for someone's dinner. So just being intentional with planning how I spend my money. So that way I can enjoy it when I do spend it. I like those percentage breakdowns. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. That was good stuff, Stephanie. Good stuff. I love talking about money. We could do a whole podcast on it. <laughs> And I, I loved how that episode was um, focusing on how you can be in a secure position to be able to invest. And so like following a plan like Stephanie's, then you're able to invest without like feeling like you're going to lose the roof over your head. <laughs> so making sure that you have your finances on lock and that you're not living paycheck to paycheck and hand to mouth so that you can invest. And I, I really want to see even more African-Americans really be active investors because that is the way to build wealth. And that's the reason that my husband and I decided to start investing in real estate um, is to build generational wealth. And you cannot do that if you do not have a plan for your money. And if you don't know where your next money for your next bill is coming from, you know, so having that wiggle room because you have you have planned where every dollar is going to go um, is so very important. But yeah, my, my emphasis would be that, you know, that end goal is, is investing um, when you've gotten that safety net so that you can allow your money to multiply and not just sit. Very good. Very good. Yeah. I loved how, like when we were breaking down just the definition of economics, how it really boils down to choices and the decisions that we make based on whatever season that we're in, as far as how we utilize and manage and invest our money. So just really looking at those choices and looking at your current circumstances and how those circumstances help you or should help you determine the choices that you make with your money. So very good stuff. Yes. And I will just add, I know I didn't mention this on that episode, but coupons. I do like couponing um, with all these lovely kids I have. It's always uh, good to use coupons whenever you can, when you're going to Kroger, digital coupons. Stephanie got me onto the coupon game. She's always <laughs> giving me sales and coupons. Like, hey, girl, I heard, uh, you know, you were doing gingerbread houses, Target's Targets, you know, gingerbread houses are going on sale tomorrow, you know, 
just you know stuff like that to save save your little money whenever you can yes good stuff very good stuff all right y'all this has been fun i appreciate just the variety of insight and feedback from everybody always you know, helps to just hear different opinions from women that are in different seasons and stages of life. So thank y'all so much for joining us this morning. Whew, I tell you. Great. All right. So we have a segment called topics or topics, basically, you know, anything that you would recommend, if it's a podcast, a TV show, a book, something that you've been enjoying um, that you want to share, an influencer that you want to shout out or something, feel free if you want to share that right now. And then we'll close out with our BE challenge. But any topics for this week? I'm going to share this, Maya. I know we didn't talk about this uh, when we were going to share this, but- Born Winners Network. Um, Trackstars got put into a channel with one of their distribution partners. So Trackstars submitted Becoming Eva. Yes. And it was accepted. So Becoming Eva will get their own exclusive channel as well. So it's live TV as well as on demand. Currently, it's on the internet for now, but they're looking to take it to studio, and it's going to be available on Amazon, Fire Stick, Apple TV in the upcoming weeks. So we're really excited about this opportunity because we've only been doing Becoming Eva for three seasons, which is like one and a half years. Um, and track stars definitely paved the way for us and we are benefiting from their connections. Um, and so they listened to our podcast episodes and thought we would be a great fit. So it's great exposure for becoming Eva. Um, so thankful for them, uh, track stars, uh, kudos to my husband, Ryan Moore for submitting um becoming eva and we got accepted so i wanted to shout out bornwinnersnetwork.com yes. i'll make sure to add that in the comments congratulations shout out. thank you awesome any other top picks for the week that's a huge one so i'll ride that wave on out <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's get into our be challenge Support Becoming Eva by subscribing to all of our different platforms. We are close to a thousand followers on Facebook. So make sure you like our pages, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Becoming Eva. Um, Also DM us with some topic suggestions at Becoming Eva today. Um, We're going to be pushing the YouTube channel next season um, to get more exposure and just make sure you like all of our pages. Yes. And thank y'all for the support thus far. I mean, like Toya was saying, we've only been doing this for a little while, but we've gotten such great traction and, you know, just having excellent guests like you all and people that tune in each week, like we're super grateful and just excited about where God has taken us. So we're enjoying, enjoying the journey, enjoying the ride. So we'll be back for season four in 2022, but uh, until then, enjoy your holidays, have a Happy Thanksgiving, have a Merry Christmas, and have a wonderful Happy New Year. So 
Thank y'all. Thank you guys. See you guys next season. Subscribe to our podcast, YouTube channel, channel, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Becoming Eva Today. See you soon. soon. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See you next time.